Sup. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and future Bachelor only, and not affiliated with any outside party or entity. This fun podcast may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. The week is finally here. Finally free. Yeah. free. Let's get on the dance floor. You and me. My heart's heavy, high. My my vision is low. Everybody's a good one. Future Bachelor, my name is Cy. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and Bachelor. This episode, we are covering the first openly gay NFL player, what ex-boyfriend T-Swift is coming for next, and the newest villain on The Bachelorette Resort. Let's go, and this is episode 168, You know, like the fa- my favorite part about playing those songs is like you never really hear them before I play them, and then you're just like over on the other side, kind of doing like a little dance, just like you know, just entertaining the music while it's the intro. Oh, um, it's just okay, funny. Yeah, when was that one? When did you make that one? Because that has like a very specific. Once again, like I feel like we're pulling from like you know either early aughts or like 2010 era. <laughs> With like, the fist that pumping music. Little- yeah, yeah. Um that one uh well it's 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 my friend um J Red. He me and him were like um frequent collaborators back in the day and um he made that song. It's called The Weekend and I just think it's really hype. It's just the song about the weekend. I was like this is a really good song. So I imagine like, Manolo's line. That that's the one that gets me. Yeah, so. you know, he just you know, he's got style. If you ever saw him, you'd love him. So um shout out to J Red actually. <laughs> Also known as Jerry Feels Good. So, um, you know how we have these names. But V, enough about me and my friends. What's been going on with you and your friends? Well, I just a couple days ago got back from um, being in Telluride, as you guys know from last week's episode. Um, we were I was there for like seven days um, celebrating my friend Chris Rucker's birthday. Um the, you guys got me earlier in the week last week, so I hadn't even, like, really done as much. We had just done, like, you know, dinner and drinks in town in Telluride, which Telluride's like a mountain town in Colorado. It's kind of bougie. We were staying at a very bougie mountain house. Um, we definitely, I feel like there's definite times that I felt like I stood out. I wore, um, we had a nice, like, six-course dinner Um one night and like then we were going out to some of the bars in downtown Telluride afterwards and I like wore you know we all like that was like one of our nicer nights and we definitely all being like mostly like city folk if you will I looked a little different than the majority of the people in in town and (laughs) wait what are you talking about? Like, what were like, you dressed? Just like, we probably were dressed a little nicer than, like, people are used to in that area. Even though it is kind of, like, bougie and rich people, they're, like, they're, like, mountain rich people. So, like, they're just, like, in North Face and Patagonia and all that shit all the time. Like, you know, nice quarter zip situation sweater. 
Um, and we were like wearing like kind of like nice skirts, dresses, outfits, etc. And like I wore my little black um, crop top, like it's called I'm calling it the top t- like trademark thing because I wore it out for Girls Night featuring you a couple of weeks weekends ago, and um, I got a lot of compliments on my outfit, and one man even went as far as to be like, nice jacket, because I did have a leather jacket on, but I'm like, you aren't looking at my jacket. We oh, know. What was he looking <laughs> at? <laughs> we know what is happening here. And then, like, he's like, nice jacket, and I like, try to grab my hand as I was like going past to go play some fucking foosball. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, we did a lot of fun stuff. Like, we went off-roading, um, did a couple off-roading things with my friends in their Jeep, my friends Jake and Kayla, uh, did a lot of hiking, and one night we did um, a lot of drinking games and stuff like that, and then one night we did a champagne, well, sparkling wine tasting, where we had spark like champagne and sparkling wine trivia, as well as we had to go through um, 14 glasses of champagne and guess if it was a champagne, a Prosecco, or a Cava, and guess its price point, which was a lot of fun. So, <laughs> Wow, you yeah. really know how to do up these trips, man. Yeah, I do what I can. I do what I can. So yeah, it it's sounds... weird being back. I feel like I'm not back on Eastern time zone just yet. I feel like I'm still a little out of sorts, but I'm getting there. Well, that's what's up. Yeah, no, I actually, all I did was like cut Zach's hair again. It looks pretty good. Wow. Um. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I did that, and oh no, actually, I I ended up celebrating um, Chef John's birthday on Friday night. Yes, I gone, know. Gone out to it Little Spirit, and it was just really cool to see him because he's gonna be taking off here soon and stuff. So, I uh, guess a early birthday shout out to him. <laughs> Compadre. Um. I feel like I got a new air horn. That doesn't feel like the same air. <laughs> But I don't doesn't know. doesn't feel like the same You air know when horn. you switch up to a different air horn? It's just, I'll get the other one back. We'll get there. But, you know um, when you switch up? No, I don't think anybody knows what that's like, Sai. I don't think anybody like, there's, there's is people just out, out here there. switching up no, air horns. I can't be the only one that, that can feel me on that, you know? Um, v, uh, well, you know, I'm glad you had a good week and I'm glad you're back. But you know what I want to know? What have you been watching? Well... Luckily, I a couple of my friends that were in Telluride with me are also big fans of the show Dave. And so one of the nights when we were like waiting for one part of the group to like get ready or do whatever, we watched um, they released the first two episodes of Dave. So we watched those, which Is it good? I am already a big fan. I mean, I watched the first season and so I loved it, but I'm excited for this new season. And then I'm going to be honest, I watched, you know, the episode of Bachelorette last night. Um, or two nights ago, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. And after it comes on, like the celebrity mystery dating show or whatever it's called, that's hosted by um, Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton. And it is bizarre. Like, I don't know if I can recommend it. <laughs> Why? It's just like, you could tell like the dynamic between Zoe Deschanel and like Michael Bolton is so forced. <laughs> like they have, they're like always like missing it. There's like nothing there. Oh. And um, the parts that I watched, it was, they had uh, Carson Kressley, which I found it interesting that they referred to him as just like, you know, the uh, a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Cause I'm like, the only reason why he's a judge on 
RuPaul's Drag Race is because he was one of the original like queer eye like queer eye guys. I'm like, what? We're, we're, are we going to just erase that whole like aspect of him? But whatever. And so it was interesting seeing like you know, people, I heard, like, these I, heard three- uh, I heard Hannah Brown was on there. I think, yeah. I mean, I only watched like a bit of it, so it's it's weird. Um, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. If, as I said, don't know if I could recommend if you're just if you just happen to have the TV on still after Bachelorette, like you won't, you know, you won't regret it. Not like when they had what was it that came on after Bachelorette before? It's like some show based in I think it was like called Big Sky or something stupid, and it was like based in Wyoming and it was bad, just bad, bad. Yeah. But at least this, I feel like, is mind numbing, bad. A different kind of bad. Well, that's what's up. Well, I guess. What have you been watching? <laughs> well, um, I've been watching. Um, what did I watch? Oh, I, I they they just dropped a new uh, season of Black Summer season two. Um, we probably is that talked a zombie show. Yeah, we probably talked about it last year because yeah, I watched it, but I have to like rewatch the first season again. You know how that happens. You just gotta kind of do a reminder you don't want to go in a season two like you know watching something that you just like don't know where you started so i'm kind of re-watching season one of that so i can watch the new season but that's pretty much it and watch loki and that got really good again i really I wanna- know i'm i'm really into loki like i'm excited yeah I, i'm caught up with loki so i'm excited for the rest of the season i like it I because think. it's like this like you know the, time the way- yeah, you love time. well, it's time, but like you know, when it came to like WandaVision, that was more like sitcommy feel. Like it had like all these different like timeless like sitcom like references and stuff. And then you know, Captain and Winter, uh, or Captain, what was it? Winter Soldier and Falcon or whatever. Um, that one was like a action thriller, like you know, like some type of yeah. you know one of those. And then this one is like kind of like a like a crime solving, like it's kind of like Doctor Who, you know, like mm. I don't know. It's like it's it's kind That's of like that. Comparison. It's crazy how they were able to do that with this character. So I really do like it. So I'm checking out Black Summer, Loki, you know, keeping it going. Um, but you know, V, why don't we get into something I like to call I don't know. <laughs> Quick hits. All righty. What do we got? We're flying in on the wings of new angels with the newest Victoria's Secret rebrand. Because as we know. Nice segue. I try. (laughs) Uh, As we know, Victoria's Secret has had plenty of their issues in the past several years, especially with their fashion show and just like being exclusionary to like you know folks that are trans or not like stick thin and etc so they are doing a whole new rebrand of who are their new um secret collective is what they're calling them instead of angels and it's their new ambassadors and it includes um megan rapinoe who is a you know world-renowned u.s women's soccer player um Model and body positivity advocate Paloma Elsesser. That's good, V. You can talk. Um, journalist and Girl Gaze founder Amanda Day Cadenet. Free skiing world champion Eileen Gu. Actress and entrepreneur and, uh, you know, stealer of my potential husband, Priyanka Chopper Jonas. Um, transgender model and activist Valentina Sampiero and model and mental health advocate Adu Ekhek. So it already sounds like they're way more diverse and um, diverse body types, diverse, you know, identities, etc., cetera, um, which is interesting to me. Um, I don't really know if this will like save them as a brand because they have like, you know, really kind of dug themselves such a hole, 
but uh, I think it I think it will be interesting to see how they you know come back if they can come back you know i just think they need to lower their prices or something and then they can just sell more bras like what like that was what i kept seeing over and over again it's like all right but why are your bras so expensive <laughs> but why are you dude <laughs> bras are so expensive in general like oh it's oh my god it's 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 rough out here i wouldn't know um b what else we got well um as i you know previewed uh there is a newly one of the players on the Raiders, he's a defensive lineman, Carl Nassib. He came out um, as gay. It is still Pride Month, so like, ooh. Um, and he like made a whole like statement on his Instagram, wrote about it, etc. And I guess he's the first active player in the league to publicly identify as gay. So like he's like actually like you know playing on the field, etc. Not like in any of like the practice squads or anything like that. And then he's also donating. A hundred thousand dollars to the Trevor Project, which is a nonprofit donated, uh, dedicated to um, the suicide prevention efforts for LGBTQ youth, as it is suicide is highly um, prevalent in that community. Um, which is great uh, to see that you know he's putting like you know money where his mouth is. I think that's super important of him to use his platform that way. And it's interesting because like I was at Mizzou. When um, Michael Sam, who was a foot, he was our one of our football players on the Mizzou team, came out, and I think he was like the first um, college football player to be openly gay or something along those lines. So this is interesting. I didn't realize that like we haven't had an openly gay active NFL player. So yeah, I didn't realize that either. Um, I mean, I think this is this is a good thing because I'm sure he's not the first and he won't be the last. So, um, you know, uh, whether or not people have come out or not, you know, I'm glad he's able to feel comfortable enough to do that in the NFL. Um, I think a lot of people will kind of hopefully band around him, uh, you know. Uh, well, and it's interesting to think about it, especially in the wake of Colton coming out recently because Colton was in the NFL. And I think this is um, hopefully like, you know, helping change maybe the environment, the hyper-masculine environment and like, you know, everything around that that surrounds the NFL, especially because I know that could be pretty stifling. I'm sure, I mean, Colton talked about how it didn't really like help him even when he was like a virgin and whatever um, with all of that. But I think that's, it's just an interesting dynamic to, to see there. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Well, what else we got? Taylor Swift announced that the re-release that she's going to put out next is Red. So Jake Gyllenhaal, Batten Down the Hatches. This one's all about you, my dude. Um, <laughs> and it is coming out in November, November 19th. And it's not, you know, it's not going to just be like, I think there was only like 16 or so on the deluxe version of the album when it came back, when it came out in uh, 2012. But uh, it's going to be 30 songs long, and it's going to include, I think, the 10-minute version of um, All Too Well. So she's going in hard with this one. This is definitely one of her like more like heartbreak, angry kinds of albums that she did. 
Um, I mean, you could, you know, argue that all of her albums have some sort of heartbreak in it, but this is like one of the most visceral, probably heartbreak related albums that she's done. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this pops up. And because a lot of people thought 1989 would be the next one because she did do um, a re-release of Wildest Dreams for the newest uh, Spirit animated movie but she said hmm, you guys can't catch me i'm gonna do red next but um yeah, yeah i think that's so. a smart move like to draw more anticipation for that one because i think you know as great as they are it's just like they come and go so fast like these taylor version these new taylor versions of these songs um so that's one of her biggest albums right 1985 1989 yeah that, i mean that was the one that got her like all the grammys and yeah. stuff so so um yeah that's what's up uh what else we got all right um you would think this isn't news anymore but but it, i guess it is because chloe kardashian is d- broke up with tristan again and i'm just like sick of it i'm like bro like why have why did you even like a she like fell for like the quarantine trap with this man. She was all like, "Oh, well we have to co-parent. He's got nowhere to go." blah blah blah. And then like they got back together and then then now that everything's opening up, he's going into private rooms with three girls. Like, "Come on, man." Like <laughs> This dude, he does first of all, he doesn't know when to quit. Like he needs to know to quit when he is ahead and he doesn't know when. He's been caught in like cheating or like sticky situations like multiple times since even the jordan wood situation and yeah, i'm like i mean i just at this point i think he gets off on just like making her look stupid you know i know and i, I mean i kind of feel bad for chloe because i'm like chloe like just let it like you gotta push that man away i know he's the father of your child but like holy shit like that's insane <laughs> yeah i know well um yeah no definitely i think it's it's going on the trend of you know the breakups in the family right now it's just like you know when one starts falling it's like all right well then they could all be single again and a new wave of husbands will come come around again or something you know uh <laughs> Seems like the way it's going to go. Now, I just, like, was surprised last week when I re- realized there's two Travises now, like, in the boy- in the boyfriend category there. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Travis Scott and Travis Barker. For sure. Um, all right, well, what else we got? So, this is actually something that Compadre um, Kelly Johns posted about and something that I've sort of seen. But Nick Cannon has a very sprawling family. And he will have, by the end of this year, he'll have four children by three different women, which is which is then going, you know, he'll that will be, I think, seven kids to add to his total of children that he has Um, because he had a child, a powerful queen canon back in at the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. So like December 2020, she was born. And then he just had two twins, I think Zillion and Zion, who were born this month with a different woman. Um, I guess uh, that Brittany Bell. And then he just announced recently that uh, Alyssa Scott, who's a model, is pregnant with um, his seventh child, which how... <laughs> What do you think of this? I I just I I mean technically he could have unlimited children if he just had like sex with different women each like night. Like But 
it's just it's I don't understand his relationship with any of these women I now. Don't think like he's, who is he like gonna like, He's not gonna he, get married again, so he's just gonna have like a bunch of children and once like a famous person has a bunch of children, those kids will be famous, those kids will be making money, and the legacy goes on for for his family. It's just it's pretty sick actually, but um it's just it's, like I a know because they all have his last name. All of them, like it's just kind of bizarre. Like literally, you within days of you know having two of your like twins of yours being born, you then announce that you have another child on the way with your I guess his new girlfriend. I don't know if she's like a new girlfriend or what she is like that's what i no, don't that's what i'm saying I though he after mariah carey he's he's say he says that he doesn't want to get married again like he doesn't want to be in like a like he just doesn't want to do that ever again so i guess he's just having kids that's i mean i guess if you're rich enough to be able to support seven different kids he and is. and like you know five potentially different mothers i mean you do you, but that's just not realistic for the mass majority of people. <laughs> yeah, but wait, what if they all be end up becoming like the Wayne's brothers and stuff like that, and they just like end up being like just as famous, if not more famous, than Nick Cannon? Like that's the thing. Like it's 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 smart to have a lot of kids. I think when you're rich and famous, it feels like you're just like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing like what sticks. I guess if you want to <laughs> call like living children spaghetti. But like when it it just feels like well I mean I'm not like trying to be like living children as spaghetti. I'm but, just joking. I'm just joking. But like I mean, it if that's like what he's really doing, yeah, he's just spreading his seed far and wide is what it feels like. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I don't know to me, but y yikes! I, I mean, I know that's not your yikes, but <laughs> I guess it could have been, but whatever. <laughs> what else um, we got? Uh, so the ladies of One Tree Hill are doing a like kind of rewatch, um, reunion podcast. It's called Drama Queens, and it's them. It's Hillary Burton Morgan, Sophia Bush, and Bethany Joy Lens. And uh, I guess they probably have like a couple of them under their belt. Um, but they, you know, do their first rewatch of the show since it aired all together. Um, which is, I didn't realize that the show went from 2003 to 2012. That's insane. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, so. I saw that our girls from the um, from uh, the 90210 podcast we, we've been on and stuff. They're doing, like, some One Tree Hill podcast and stuff, too. So, the Back 2 pod. Um, yes. So, I mean, I think it's cool that, you know, I, that they're finding time like original actors from the shows to go back and watch because sometimes some of these people don't even see their own shows like i've heard like stories of people yeah being, there's like, plenty I don't of even watch movies stuff, I've been yeah, in. that don't watch yeah. yeah which i feel weird that feels weird like wouldn't you want to see what work you do yeah like gwyneth paltrow like i've heard stories like she doesn't even know she's in movies with some people like she yeah like, there's like, been plenty of stuff when they're like oh when we were in this together and she's like no we weren't and then she's and they're like yes avengers like we were in this or like whatever she's like i don't even know that person anyways um that's hilarious well v what made you go yikes this week um so a semi yikes but like kind of a semi good thing is juneteenth was made a federal 
holiday this past week. And because it landed on a Saturday, it was supposed to be observed on the Friday, which got dicey because it was all last minute for like who was getting work off for it. And like, especially with like, you know, government jobs and everything like that. Um, But in general, like more of my yikes with it is that Like, this just feels like another, like, yes, this is like a baby win in the sense of like, oh, we're like acknowledging an important part of our history with slavery and when, you know, we freed slaves. (laughs) Um, And it's Juneteenth has always been celebrated in black communities, et cetera, as, you know, a day of, you know, freedom for them. And that's great, but like this doesn't really make any changes to anything that has been happening that does affect the black community. Um, there's still different things with like the Voting Rights Act, like as we see here and like we live in Georgia and whatever, like those different and like state laws and acts that have been put in place that like still harm black voters or black folks in the community. I mean, even many states recently like Georgia just passed laws where you uh, like they're banning the talking of race relations in schools. Like, so we made a holiday that like some schools are not even going to be able to like really talk about. That's weird. That's a yikes for me. For sure. Um, you know, I, I, I agree. And also I, I do think though, it's like, it's, it's a step, you know, it's something it's, it's a little recognition on something that, you know, maybe each year, people will learn a little bit more about it you know maybe it's like whether it's a fact that they learn on Juneteenth or something like that or how we as a society will choose to celebrate that maybe even more than a our our fourth uh, of July or whatever like you know so yeah. well, it, like hopefully it can like become more of like something to like actually support black people like you know a lot of people were posting on that day being all like you know support black businesses this day or like pay us etc like reparations um which would make more sense to me yeah um all right well did you have any other yikes this is almost like a heartwarming yikes it was a yikes at first so um there was a email that was sent out a mistake email that was sent out by hbo max to a large number of subscribers um and it like was called integration test email number one. This template is used by integration test only. And it was a mistake. It shouldn't have gone out, obviously, to a mass number of subscribers. And so um, HBO Max Help, the Twitter account, tweeted like, we mistakenly sent out an empty test email to a portion of our HBO Max mailing list this evening. We apologize for the inconvenience. And as the jokes pile in, yes, it was the intern. No, really. And we're helping them through it with a heart. Which actually then spun off into a very non-yike situation of like people sharing their dear intern stories which everyone would start like dear intern like this was a mistake I made and um etc etc and like one of them was like I once globally took down Spotify it almost happened twice blah 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 my team is awesome about it and I'm still here you managed to find something broken in a way blah 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 like so it was all people building up the idea of like everyone makes mistakes and as Hannah Montana once said, everyone has those days. Everyone so knows what I'm talking about. Everyone gets that way. But okay. I thought it was cute that everyone like came to support because everyone always makes the jokes being like, oh, the intern fucked up or like whatever. But it was like, you know, we all fuck up. We've all fucked up a lot. So I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know. 
right. Well, yikes, for sure. Um, B, well, I got I got this new noise I, I'm going to use starting moving forward that it's whether it's for, it's for mini main topic or if we're talking about The Bachelor or Bachelorette, it's just this. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about okay. The Bachelor. <laughs> Let's talk about The Bachelorette, you know? I don't know. Oh, I, I just like it. It was it was a cool noise. It made me feel good when I played it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> what do we what do we start, B? Um, so this episode, we're in week three of Katie's season. We pick up from the stupid cliffhanger that we had of last episode where we were at the cocktail party and Carl has dropped the bomb. Um, and he refuses to, you know, he refuses to name names because he's like, I'm not putting anyone on blast. They have to come up to me. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Like, he was just spiraling. He was just, it's just funny because at that point he knew he messed up and he was just like, the, he, he was actually like the doing the best he could with damage control. Like, you know, he was just like. I feel like he was like gaslighting them towards the end. He's all like, this is too much. And they're like, we know my dude. He brought it up on us. <laughs> that's hilarious it was funny and awesome to watch but like just watching him square i'm like you come on whoever whoever it is you better speak up now they're like dude just tell us who it is they're you- all like no one knows what the hell you're talking about you're out of your mind and they, i love how they're all like why are you like this <laughs> like like come on like why are you like this that's like, hilarious um, but you know, and then he goes into the other room and he's shadow boxing, which to me is a red flag. Like I don't, any person who's out here just like shadow boxing when they're being confronted and like, they're like angry or figuring out like, to me, I'm like, that's not good. You don't want to be that kind of person. I like that to me does not spell like out a good relationship, but, yeah. um, you know, Katie's a mess. She doesn't know what to do. The girls, you know, come and talk to her. And she was originally going to keep Carl before all of this blew up. And then they just. I can't believe that. I really can't. Like, I really can't believe that either. That feels like such a little producer, like bullshit thing. Like being like, you have to keep Carl. And then like, and then she was all like, well, I was going to keep him. And I'm like, no, you weren't. What connection do you have with this man? Um, but. So she just decides to skip the rest of the cocktail party um, and go straight to the rose ceremony. And they're going throughout. She's giving roses out. And then uh, Mike the Virgin decides it's upon him in at that point when he picks up his rose, when she gives him his rose, to be all like, you know, on the behalf of everyone here, we think that Carl's a liar. And we want to let you know that, like, none of us feel that way. Blah, blah, blah. Like, none of us feel like, you know, we're just trying to use this as a platform. We don't know what the fuck Carl's talking about. And of course, and she's like, do you guys agree with this? And like, they're uh, like pretty much everyone's just like <laughs> silently nodding their head. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we do. Like, <laughs> of course, knowing that this rose ceremony and cocktail party has probably lasted hours on hours on end. And they're probably just like out of their minds. Like at this point, they're yeah. just like, yeah, we agree. And, you know. She, like, goes and takes a quick breaky break, and then 
she ends up sending Carl home. She also ends up sending sweet, sweet young boy John home, which I thought he was cute. Like, I don't know. Come on. He seems like such a sweet man. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Carl is no longer the villain in the house. But then. Do you think he villain- comes back? Huh? Do you think he comes back? I hope not. I hope not. I don't know. What would he do? What would he do if he came back? Like, at that point, like, I need his shit to be just, like, dead. Well, I don't know, because of how the the rest of the show ended up kind of, like, like playing out. Like, it's kind of like he he did, whether he was, like, lying or not, he did say somebody else was here that wasn't, didn't have the right intentions. Yeah, so he wasn't, like, totally wrong, but also, like, he did it the worst way. Because we get into... The first and only group date that we get in this episode. And I like to call it the the group date where Nick Vial is just picking up a check. And because... This is ridiculous. Like, I don't really understand why he needed to be the one facilitating this group date. It just felt like... I'm just like, so you're literally just here to, like, pick up your check. Being like, thanks, Bachelor. Here for another round. Actually, this was, this was uh, on top of, like, what I said last week about him being pretentious about this, sh- like, about, like, dating and stuff. What gives you the right to sit around this circle? I mean, I guess because he's been on the show. Yeah, but, like, that's, like, how he was all, like, I was once on The Bachelorette. And then, like, I wanted, like, when so I was So that makes watching, you a psychiatrist like, now? The other shows. <laughs> like, that makes you a psychiatrist now? Like, get out of here. Yeah, You're, like, and you have a dating podcast? Okay. Yeah. Like, you get one hot girlfriend and you, like, think you know everything. I know. I know. But she is really hot, so. um, She's really hot. But yeah. they, it's pretty much like this weird trust circle, which I feel like my eyes would be burning because it looked like they just had, like, spotlights on them, and I feel like it just wouldn't be a fun time. And they all go around and, like, they're, you know, doing confessions, like, confessing about like how Hunter talked about how he like pretty much drove away his baby mama and his kids and like had like a bad relationship and like divorced and like whatever. And then um, Katsuk Connor talked about like how he would pretty much like drink himself into a stupor and like it caused like him to like pretty much blow up his life and cheat on his girlfriend and etc. Also called that. Did we not call that? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did, which I also his outfit that he was wearing for that for like that date did not make any sense to me. Like for him as like what he looks like as a person, I was like, it looks like you're trying too hard to be like Nashville. It was like this like shirt that he had unbuttoned all the way down with like a big belt with the shirt tucked in and like these long chains. I'm like, I don't know who you think you are. You literally showed up in a cat suit, but okay. (laughs) You could, like, I mean, go for it, dude. But yeah, I don't it's like not him. your look. Um, but then when it comes to Thomas's turn, he just fucking rambles and, like, just dances around, like, every every way to, like, not actually confess anything. He's just like, you know, like, I, have like, really respect you. And, like, I have so many red flags. Like, I could list them for days. And, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I would never, like, disrespect you. And let's just, like, he just dances around everything he's like, i don't I think he really on. i don't know if he necessarily danced around because like even in that like little confessional he did admit like to being like you know I, i'm i'm admit like i came here because i didn't know who who was going to be the bachelorette when i showed up i just looked at it as an opportunity but i'm happy i came because i actually do like you and stuff so like you know like if 
if he didn't confess it there and it came out any other way, I think it would be looked at like she would be coming at him like super hard. You know what I'm saying? Which she like she when she had him alone for some time because, you know, they have like their little cocktail party um, different time like that. She tried to ask him like more specific questions and he wouldn't answer them, though. That's the issue I have. Yeah, but I just think he's a talker. Like, he kind of just, like, talked himself into a situation of saying something that I don't think he had much to confess about. Which I feel like that isn't good. Like, that's then, like, be honest. Oh, no. I mean, obviously, by the next episode, something's going to come to a head where he's going to have to explain himself. And honestly, once you start, if you can't, like, if you can't get control of your your nerves and handle it, like, off the bat, like, it's just going to pile up, like. Next episode, he probably won't be able to, like, handle all the pressure of everyone hating on him, you know? And he is looking a little bit like a villain. Like, I... I, I think so. Yeah. I fully think so. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, so all the guys are already skeeved out by him, especially because something that Katie confesses to is um, being a victim of sexual assault um, or a survivor of sexual assault. Um, which, uh, is obviously a lot to confess to and like tell people, especially, you know, on national television. And I think a lot of the guys did not take kindly to how like Thomas was like talking about stuff when a lot of them were being a little bit more heartfelt and like, obviously Katie dropped, you know, something that big on them as well. But, um, honestly though, like what, what am I supposed to tell a story? Like about how I like I was a shit a shithead to a girl, like you know what I'm saying. I like, think so. I think that was the point of the date. The point of the date was to be open and honest. Oh my god! But that's not fair to the other person. I feel like you know, like to just sit here and like on national television, like talk about like it's like the people in your lives know kind of probably what you're talking about and stuff. Like, you know, I don't know. Like I I felt like that was a little. A little much. I, I felt like I, I would have been able to get more creative at least with like what <laughs> I, I don't even know I, off the top of my head, but I, I don't know. I, I just I just felt like one person started with like, you know, how he treated like his last girlfriend. Then everyone else kind of piggybacked off of like, well, my ex-girlfriend, like, you know, I, I cheated on her or like I, I did this and stuff. And it's just like, all right, well, damn. Yeah, no, I think it was... I, all of that stuff me- could be... I, I say that with all of that stuff to be able to be like... I, I'd personally just want to have those conversations if I felt like it was necessary to tell her those things in private. Yeah, I totally... And I totally get that. And obviously, like, this show isn't made for that. So... Yeah. um But I think it was just a very interesting, like, weird group therapy thing. And one of my favorite memes that I saw out of that episode was, like, men really would, like, rather go on The Bachelorette than actually go to therapy, which is, like, hilarious to me because that's kind of what it looked like. Um, But after that very bizarre group date, uh, Katie ends up going on a one-on-one date with Michael, um, they do like stuff in the there's like a little ATV razor situation, which looked like a lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, it gets to like the real, real meat and potatoes of the date, which is where Michael talks about being a widowed single father um, and how, you know, he never thought he would have another love like his um, his late wife. 
who died of breast cancer, which that's like, uh, you know, obviously horrible. Um, and I thought that was like a really, he's a dark horse because I kind of like was counting Michael out because I was like, seems kind of like a dweeb. Seems like he's one of the oldest guys in the house. I think I think he is the oldest. And I just didn't really see like a lot of like personality out of him thus far. But um, it seems like they were really vibing and connecting during this date. Yeah, I think he's super genuine. Um, you know, a little, a little quirky for my taste i would say but i I agreed yeah yeah um but the way he was able to articulate his his story without it actually sounding like a stat uh, like one of your you know typical sob stories you'll get from a contestant um the way she was the way she reacted to it and the way she it came off to her um you know it just it, it, it had a feeling like i was like oh damn like that was romantic you know it, 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 there's a lot of ways to it could like she said she could have it could be a, it could be very intimidating um but he did it right so good for him uh you know i i see him going a long way he was, i definitely didn't see him going home last night so i'm i know he was going to get that rose um but yeah so what else happened at the end of the, that episode at the end of it it becomes this i feel like the men on the show are like really taking like a survivor approach at like after the whole like rose ceremony like we all agree we're that voting, Carl's we're a liar. guys off yeah it seems kind of that way because then they all sort of like have a little you know group gathering of being like all right like thomas like what's the deal dude like you like are being shady and shifty like we were hearing that you like are you trying to be the next bachelor and he he like dances around it for like a hot second they're like answer the question and he's all like i mean yeah i did think about like how i could potentially be like a bachelor because i went into this not knowing who was the bachelorette and blah 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 and so then you know everybody is uh everybody is he ted so see this Um, is another situation where i kind of feel for what's his name thomas thomas yes. because like you know i there's two things he could have done. He could have just straight up lied and been like, no, you know, whatever. But I think he actually does like these people. Like he's doesn't, he's not like sitting here seeming like he's trying to start shit with these guys. Right. I mean, no, but I think he might be potentially manipulating Katie. Like we can't really tell like if he really likes Katie or not, or I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's like enough like evidence for that. Like, I mean, he, it's, it's like he confessed to all that stuff himself in that little circle thing. So it's not like, so I already give him that. And then on top of that, like he actually confessed again to the guys. He's like, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, yeah, I did think that, that, and I just put myself in a position of like, if I were on that show, it's like, wait, have you ever thought of you coming on the show to be the bachelor? It's like, yeah i did i have a podcast called future bachelor like you know like yeah i just i kind of feel which would already make you kind of like you know a a a, like a character on the show like if you think about it exactly but that 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 doesn't mean that with all that being said i couldn't have genuine feelings for that girl now that i'm here especially because of the vacuum of the show well of course but a lot like the one thing that they were hanging on to at the end of the show is that you know 
he told Katie that he was falling in love with her. But then, like, when he came back to the guys, he was all like, no, I didn't tell her that. I said I loved sure, things Sure, but that's another her. thing I feel like they're blowing out of proportion. Like, again, he, he actually clarified what he said. So it's like they're just choosing to, like, pick one thing and be like, you said this and now you said that. He's like, no, I said both those things. But the second time I said it, I was clarifying what I said the first time. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're giving him more credit. Like, he doesn't seem that smart to me. No, TBH. I'm not saying he's smart. I'm just saying he's like being transparent. Like, or, you know, there's not like he, he he's not like. I feel like he can't figure out what to be transparent on at one time, though. Like, I feel like his story doesn't ever align. That's my problem I have with him. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I like to just see like it does feel like you said like before a little bit like this survivor thing. It just feels a little bit like a witch hunt. And when it starts feeling like that, like I, I start really looking into the scope of like, does this person deserve this? Maybe we'll see in the next episode. So he's actually a little bit more of an asshole than I, I think he's coming off in this episode. But at this point, I just feel like there's there's ways of looking at each of those situations like, yeah, he is kind of like being a little slimy and shady. Or actually, when you think about it, he's actually like telling the truth of everything that he's been doing the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's more slimy and shady because it, none of his stuff has like really lined up. I don't think they should be like leading an angry mob like it looks like. Aaron is the one that keeps like leading these angry mobs against people, um, which I don't really think that's like super fair to do. And I don't think it's going to help Aaron, obviously, in the long run, mm -hmm. because uh, that's not a good look if you always I mean, but, you know, some of the women on Matt James's season thought that Katie was the one that would lead like, you know, would lead a mob or like stir shit up just to stir shit up. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I never thought that of Katie because I don't really think she was like getting people behind her, you know, like getting whatever. She would just usually like go to the women specifically and be like, yo, like, what are you doing? But uh, um just definitely some interesting parallels there. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how that all goes down. Um, I, I'm not saying like he could be completely a slime ball. Like, you know, I'm just saying like sometimes I like to, to, to view it for my own self and as opposed to like what the edit's telling me or like, you know, all that type of stuff. Cause I don't know. Cause I, I, I feel like, so, I, and not even that he's a good person. I just feel like sometimes like, like he was, he was at least like, you know, being, transparent about some shit that like would if he didn't come and say that like be outright like say that stuff that um some guys in the house would find a way to tell her about like how he wanted to be the bachelor like an episode or two from now which i think is gonna happen like that's gonna happen probably in the next episode so oh for sure and when for that sure. happens maybe they'll bring back the guy that got sent home last episode because you know he was right and he's still under quarantine. I, I don't think they're going to bring Carl back. You don't think I don't so? Th I don't think so. I don't think they were ever a match. I don't think she like feels the need sure, to like, bring him. Sure, but like for drama. Like, like well, a... and Blake's coming in next episode, Ooh, it I looks like. I forgot Blake. Yeah. Yeah, which already not excited for that because I don't like him. I don't like I the don't way they set it up with Taisha was like, I had someone from my past Yeah. call me up and like... It's like, okay, whatever. But I don't know. They seem like they do. Do you think they hit it off? I, I mean, I hope not, but I don't I don't know. I feel like it's hard to like it's hard to really read um, Katie's like Katie's connections thus far, because like, I mean, I would have never 
counted Michael as like a connection that was deep with her. And then like even leading up to this week's episode, she like had said the week prior, like when he was like getting nervous about like not having a one-on-one date or not whatever at that time, she was all like, well, I already like trust our connection. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know you like had a connection with this dude. So I, I feel like, I don't know. I hope she doesn't hit it off with Blake. Cause I just feel like he's so fucking annoying. Like I can't even, deal with him he's not i mean it's not the type of guy i would ever want to be with but um is there any other bachelor news um that we have to talk about yes rachel Lindsay did a personal essay for um vulture and pretty much is i've started reading it i haven't finished but it's like her pretty much talking all about her experiences with the franchise and what kind of made her have to pull away um, with everything that happened with Chris and et cetera. And like how, you know, her, like how she had to like play like the good black girl and like how that like, you know, that her whole relationship with like having to play kind of a specific role and then how she's always been shot on after being in the bachelorette seat because you know, she was still, she was being herself and like, it wasn't like this perfectly manicured, you know, picture of her that was comfortable to, uh, you know, maybe racist viewers of the show. So, um, definitely think it's a good read, read it. If you are a bachelor, what was was the controversy with the cover or something I was seeing? Like she was on some cover that there were like, they had said like, Oops, I blew up the bachelor or something like that. That was like the the title of the cover and she was like, I just want to let you know. I think it was the New Yorker or something like that. She just did. Well, it's it's Vulture is the New York magazine, so I think they might that might have been the issue was like that cover because then they changed, I don't know if like they changed the title to Rachel Lindsay has no roses left to burn yeah, or whatever. That was the revised but... cover that they ended up making. But yeah, she she had put out like a tweet or something like that being like, you know, I thought this was a great article, but then they go in like I never, those are not my words. I never felt that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not like how I feel about my experience. No. So, um, so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, anything else? Um, not that I, not that I have. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been hearing a little bit of, uh, casting going on for, uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. You have, you have heard anything interesting? No. What have you heard? Um, just, uh, uh, well, did you say last week that like Wells's girl uh, fiance was gonna be like joining a little bit? Sarah Highland, yeah, yeah. and like Wells is gonna take over more of like a hosting kind of role as well, ex- instead of like just purely a bartender. Yeah, that's good. Um, I definitely think he he's gonna be. I think he'd be like a good Chris Harrison replacement. What do you think? I mean, yeah, that's what I've always said. Yeah. Back when like Chris Harrison was having, I was like, let's just make Wells. The host. I mean, I think he's a great host. We'll have to see. Um, all right. Well, what do we got for? Um, let's let's just talk about our slapper of the week. Slapper of the week. This song slaps. <laughs> what is our slapper of the week? <laughs> you know what's so funny? Um, I don't have one. Uh, I just realized when I pushed that button, I was like, what is our slapper of the week? Um, you know, so I, I am actually, um, in need of one. Do you have a slapper? Did you? 
Obviously, my slapper is Thought Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> All right, we might have to, f- like, what do you like about Thought Shit? Well, I mean, it's it's Meg. It's it's her in all of her glory. It's Tina Snow. Um, it's been stuck in my head. And the music video is insane. I talked about it a couple, I think, like a week or so ago when it came out. But um, Okay, so it, our slapper of the week is Thought Shit by Meg the Stallion. It can be added to the uh, you know, future Bachelor podcast playlist. You it, know, I... Uh, it's wh- a hot girl summer bop because it's all like been drunk since brunch on my thought shit. And I'm like, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. We've been dealing with some technical difficulties in the back end of this show. So I, I did miss a, miss a beat there with, with the slapper of the week, but... Look at V there to support the show with a backup slapper. Um, that's me. That, that's the only time I support this show, though. You're right. <laughs> that's all we need you for, that backup slapper. So, um, V, what do we got for shout outs? So I wanted to, because I feel bad because I didn't do this last week, but I wanted to shout out my dad um, and I guess my papu for Father's Day. That was this past weekend. Um, so shout out to them. And then also just like want to <laughs> shout out the whole crew. That was in Telluride, especially like my friends Jake and Kayla for always like inviting me on their, you know, they wanted, they were the ones that really wanted to do some of these off-roading trails with their Jeep. So, um, it was a lot of fun to be included. Yeah, I got those. to, I got to FaceTime with a couple of your friends and, um, yes. you know, hopefully- yeah, you got to FaceTime with Jake and Nayef. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those guys are cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I, I guess, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to all the dads out there that are, um, you know. In, in my life, uh, and definitely a shout out to my dad, uh, on the 23rd is his birthday, which is, um, the day this will be released. So, mm-hmm. um, happy birthday in heaven, pop. I love you, Baba. And then, um, my sister and Victor's anniversary is also on the same day. So that's right. That's to them. Um, V, how does it feel to be back? Um, it feels good. I'm happy. I mean, I haven't been, I wasn't home for like 10 whole days, so it definitely feels nice to be back. I'm just trying to, trying to get back into the swing of things. And, uh, I know a chunk of our friends are going to Fort Lauderdale this weekend and I will not be going to that. So it'll be kind of nice to maybe have a little weekend mostly to myself. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be by yourself, but. Okay. (laughs) Are you saying? Why are you saying? I just like feel like you have a bunch of friends. Like you're just like a chunk of our friends, but like you have a whole other chunks. I know. Like I'm gonna catch up with some of my other friends that I, you know, haven't seen in a while. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be heading to uh, South Carolina for a trip for a couple of days. It'll be nice. Ooh, where in South Carolina? Oh, you know, like um, what Charleston? Yeah. Is that, out is there? that is, yeah? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, okay. I, I really this don't. sounds really shady. It's not shady. It's just like I, I don't know much. I, we're we're going on a trip and it's gonna be fun. So I'm if you're go going on a trip friends. in your little rocket ship, yeah. flying through the sky, little Einsteins. <laughs> Do you guys remember when that was popular? I'm saying you guys like there's people here, but like that was there's, like a there's thing like back in like 2015. There's millions of people listening. V. Um, what were you saying? I said there's that was like a thing back in 2015. Like right now, what's been popping off on TikTok is all the songs from the backyard again, which was a like you know Nick Jr. animated show. 
And now, and like back in like 2015, I remember like there was like drops and stuff to the little Einstein's theme song, which is also like a show for actual babies. And it was like, so zooming through the skies, little Einstein's, eh, eh. and like it'd be like a whole song. It was like a whole thing. What is wrong with us? Wow. Um. <laughs> There's some listeners will know what I'm talking about, and I know it. I know because I've had discussions about it recently. So guys, know- that's been our episode of Future <laughs> Bachelor. We're getting out of here before Veronica sings uh, any more of those backyard again songs, guys. My name is Sai. I'm Veronica, and we love you. All right, deuces. Bye. Podcast.